Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. One man. There we go. I'm yeah. We're rolling. We back. We back for another another app, Jim. Another app, Helder. Are you ready? No, Michael, oh, to start. Welcome back to Rooster and the Devil. We've got a special guest today uh, here to proclaim his greatness. Yeah, your biggest fan, Indeed. Brian Helder. Thanks old. for having me, guys. Thanks for coming, buddy. Thanks for coming out. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who's going to listen since you're going to be on it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not, if you're on it, that means you're not going to listen, and that takes away half of our viewership, so... Shout out oh, yeah. this episode's for Matt Woodham. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Woodham's listening. Shout out cool. Woodham's in uh, Laney. He's probably doggy blading with Laney while he's listening to this right now. So hopefully Laney's keeping up. He's got a big golden, uh, sorry, yellow lab that he rollerblades around his neighborhood. So shout out Woodham's. Anyway, Helder, what is going on, bud? How, how's how's life? First off, I mean, life is good. Um. Been doing a lot of baby watching lately. How is Carter? Uh, he's good. Just turned a year and a half. Jeez, man. Um, someone at his daycare tested positive for COVID, so we had to quarantine him for two weeks. And oh, he yeah. just went just went back today. So showed no symptoms. Lauren and I showed no symptoms. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. That's freaky. Glad to hear it. And uh, how about uh, fanship-wise? Anything happened the last couple weeks worth noting? Yeah, I think something happens. Um, I mean, only the pinnacle of my fanship just thus far, you know, like pinnacle of my life as a Liverpool fan, I would say. That's right. Um, Good grief. What are, you, what are you working on, like two years and you get a Premier League title and a Champions League title? Yeah, four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I started I started watching the year that uh, Chelsea won. So it was a what was that? That was uh, the year after seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess two years. But yeah, um, that's kind of a crazy year. Um, had to wait an extra, you know, four months or whatever it was. But yeah, we got you done. Poor thing. Poor hey, thing. I'm not complaining at all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. people are saying, you know, like, oh, you know, they could they could surpass Man City's record of 100 points and um, could win all 19 home games, um, had the most consecutive home wins. I don't care about any of that anymore. Put in put in the young young guns. I don't, That's fair. And you did the last game. Does it feel weird? You know, like I mean, you're pretty, um, pretty newish, right, to, to to soccer. Like we said, like four years. But um, you know, in coming from like being an American sports fan, you know, football and and the like, you get like a Super Bowl, and there's like a whole like you know pinnacle. Whereas this came on, you know with seven games left in the middle of the season in a game that they weren't even playing in on a night they weren't even playing. Did it, was it kind of weird in that sense for you? Or like, were you watching that, that uh, Chelsea man city game, like ready to roar or like, what was your, how was your reaction? I mean, yeah, I mean, I was watching pretty intently. I mean, I don't think that because they, you know, had, had won that way. I don't think it takes away from the, uh, um, like a feeling at all um and you know i mean it would have been great to win in front of fans at anfield or you know anything like that that would have been incredible to watch incredible to feel but yeah so i was watching it and yeah when 
they won, I was super pumped. Um, I mean, when Chelsea won, I was super pumped. Um, and, I mean, the game they played before that was unbelievable where they won 4-0. I mean, that was Liverpool pumping on all cylinders. It was great to see, um, especially after the draw at Everton, right after um, the league started back up. Um, yeah, I mean, when Liverpool when they're pumping on all cylinders, it's just an amazing thing to watch. The speedy forwards, the hardworking midfield, I love it. So, how does, how does the how does the feeling compare winning the Premier League title versus the Champions League last year? Like emotionally, which one which one was more gratifying for you? Uh, it's tough for me to say because, like I said, you know, there's been Liverpool fans that have been waiting thirty years for a Premier League title. I've been waiting two years, so having a Champions League was great. Um, but the general consensus around Liverpool fans was the Premier League was one that was just out of reach. I mean, I watch a number of um, like history on Liverpool and like um, 01, 02, we were 11 points atop with 10 games left and we finished seven points behind Arsenal. Um, 09, we were top after 21 games. Uh, finished second behind with finished second four points behind the Red Devils. Um, 2000. Was that, the, was, was that the you won the uh, the one the treble? Uh, 08, 09. No, oh, oh, 08 was we won. Uh, in 09, we had lost in the Champions League final to uh, Pep Guardiola's Barcelona. Okay. Very handily. But yeah, 08, we won the trouble. And then 2013-14 was the infamous Gerard slip against uh, um, a Jose Marino led Chelsea. Um, yeah. We were top after 36 games and lost to Man City, came in second to Man City. And then obviously last year, lost by one point. So after seeing all that and how close we came and the just closest last year and then losing out, even though we were the second highest scoring Premier League team ever. I just feel like this was more gratifying. And I think, I mean, arguably um, because of the mix in the Premier League, I think it's the hardest league to win Um, in terms of domestic leagues. Champions League might be harder, but... Yeah, no doubt. And I think that is an interesting question too, Jimmy, just because if you talk to, shoot, even Woodhams, who's just a little bit in, um, but if I talk to my, my average American friends and say like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's in explaining the cross-reference between a Super Bowl, a tournament at the end of the year, and the whole year is the tournament, and you accumulate the most points, they're like, oh, what? They don't, where's, when's the playoffs? Um, so I think that's a really interesting question for what it's worth saying, you know, how does it feel? I wouldn't imagine that it would feel any different because you're in it, Elder. You get it. You understand what's, you know, culminates in that moment. But I bet a lot of, the, you know, the average American fan would be like, oh, well, come on. That's not quite as satisfying. But, um, yeah, interesting response and interesting question. Good stuff. So, Elder, what, uh, you know. What, what are you looking for the rest of the season, right? Liverpool are champions. You said you, you'd like to see some of the young guys play it, or you could go either way. Or Yeah, I mean, we got Harvey Elliott, um, who's a 19-year-old. Um, he's been waiting to play for a while. He's pl- I think if he plays, I don't know how many games more he has to play, but if, I think I think actually he, he has to play like two or three more games, and then he'll be, he'll be eligible for a ring. Um, Nico Williams almost had a goal in the last game they played. That was his debut, Premier League debut. Um, you know, I know. Um, yeah, so I think all that will come to it. Um, I don't know. I mean, Jurgen has said he's going to make some big moves in the transfer window. I was kind of bummed to miss out on Timo Warner, but. Um, you know, poor thing. I mean, he would have been, he wouldn't have started, but he would have what, been a great supplement. 
What, um, what like what reasonably could you expect as far as big signings though? Because if like like the the reports from the Athletic were that Liverpool opted not to sign him solely for monetary reasons, and Werner at you know forty nine million pounds or whatever uh, Chelsea got him at is really pretty reasonable. I mean, I, I guess I don't know what what do you mean like by what would you expect to be a, as a big signing and 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 who would want to come to that squad as a big player knowing that you know you're you're not going to beat out a lot of those guys for starting time i mean young but that, i think guy. that's one thing i think that's one thing that liverpool lacks is depth depth uh, on their squad like they don't have a huge you know you got Origi, but he comes in and they just don't have the same communication and sync they do with the front three um we've said it all year if they were like one injury away from you know not winning the title i would say up there up front i don't i can't imagine that's true i mean i would say that was true for like the 15 16 leicester squad who ran out the exact same starting squad like that that's threadbare like i mean you're still got like origi and shakiri and then like the midfield like oxley chamberlain and navi kita and yeah, like they like they. It's not that they weren't deep. It's just that like maybe they could have. It would have been nice. Like they didn't. They were not Man City where they got Riyad Mahrez and Leroy Sané and all those guys sitting on the bench. You City know? is like, absurd. Yeah, like that's. It's not quite the same spoiler riches, but yeah, they were pretty lucky to be as healthy as they were with the key players throughout the season. I would say that, but I can't. I, I can't call them threadbare by any means. I mean, it's just like. Looking at the Everton game with when Salah was out with a minor injury, it was just like everything just looked out of sync. Um, you know, Muno played, but he was kept drifting to the center because that's what he played when he was in Japan. So, Austria, he, Austria. Yeah, he was. Well, he was playing with Holland in uh, in Austria. Salzburg, Salzburg. Salzburg. But he is Japanese. Uh, to yeah. your point, yeah. Elder. Um, but yeah, he, he also doesn't look like, that great from what I could tell on Twitter yet. Right? He, he came in. He came in in January and got to like play like for like and train for a couple like weeks, and then coronavirus hit. Like yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to like build chemistry in in that environment. And then also like, all right, now we got two weeks before the season starts, and you're going to start the first game of the season. Like, he's a good player. Yeah. He just it's going to take time. Like, yeah, yeah, and and right, and they threw him in a right wing where you always play center you could see during the game he kept drifting towards the center um so i mean it's just and anyone that comes in from outer league to the premier league says it's a big adjustment so he's a tiny dude i mean there are some questions they did get him cheap though and klopp loves him apparently yeah i bet it'll be good um so i can't is um is how do you say his name? Traore? Yeah, Dama, 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 Traore. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the latest Dama. buzz around Liverpool. Adama. Um, yeah. The guy, <clears throat> self-proclaimed non-weightlifter that's jacked. Um, <laughs> I love him. He's so fun yeah. to watch. And he fits he fits Klopp's system very well. Um, he fits any system. <laughs> He's just yeah. damn good. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, Klopp, last time... Uh, Liverpool played Wolverhampton. Cobb called him um, un unplayable. Like you can't you can't match against him. So um, we'll buy him. Can't beat him. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting him. That'd be sweet. Um, we'll see what Mane does. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the really quick. If I could go off on a little tangent. Absolutely. What what Cobb what Cobb did is, and Jimmy, you would know the history of Man U on this, but a lot of people are saying what Cobb did was he didn't go out and buy a star. He bought people cheap and they created stars. So Ellison and Van Dyke were his two biggest signings um, in terms of money. Ellison he got for sixty six, and Van Dyke he got for seventy five. They're so worth. Funny. There were seventy nine million. Allison was sixty six million dollars. Yes. Euros. That biggest, is biggest. incredibly expensive. 
biggest goalie signing of, of, of that day. I think someone at that time, uh, Ariza Balaga or whatever for Chelsea ended up beating that later. But... Atletico Bilbao. Yeah. Yes. So, but Ellison is now worth 79 and Van Dyke is worth 88. Um, but the further you go down the list, the more absurd it gets. Mane, we got for 34. Um, he is currently worth 132. Um, Sala. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sala. Yeah, same got, with Van Dyke. Oh, Sala, we got for 42. He's currently worth 132. Um, wow. Firmino, tw- you think he's Firmino, going? You think he's going to Real at some point? I could see him in Madrid. Who, oh, Sala or Sane? Either. You think Salah's going to go Salah. play with Sergio Ramos? What's that? You think Salah's going to go play with Sergio Ramos after he what would. he been doing? He's like, Madrid? whatever. He's a good defender. He's shit. He shouldn't. He should go to Barca. I heard. I saw this thing that Sergio Ramos has now holds the most red cards in all the leagues. Like he has the most red cards in all leagues combined, or something. Such a douche. Oh, I was going to say, Bruce the Devil Twitter feed a few months ago posted this guy saying that Liverpool is not going to win the league in the near future. Man, you won another league title before Liverpool, and Salah will be sold in the next six months to, like, another team. Do you remember posting a video of that? Was Satire? Like a, no, it was, a, it was Probably early in the like, season. Literally, literally saying this. Maybe it was me. I, that, I remember spouting a little bit. They were mightily I, wrong. I, I, I think the thing that I remember posting about was back in November where I said, like, like because they were, like, ready to hand it to him because they were up by, like, eight points. And I, and I like, went off on a tangent because they had been off, like, they had been up that year before and, and bottled it like they had in the past. So I think, like, wishful thinking, I was hoping that they'd bottle it again. But they just ran roughshod over everybody. Yeah. And the other thing that I think um, made Liverpool what they are today is um, Bill Shankly is a famous Liverpool um, manager, basically the one that put them on the map, uh, built their entire philosophy. Um, But anyway, he, he talked about the Holy Trinity, and it was the fans, the manager, and the players. And I think Klopp has really encapsulated that and made I mean watch him on the like watch him on the side he's one of the biggest fans when they score when they do anything he's right there with them and the players have bought totally to his um <coughs> as if they were uh, three <coughs> bodies in one person right so I mean <laughs> I just think that pop has done that with yeah. especially with his and with his high octane um, high octane game, I, you know, high, I, high, high pressing, speedy forwards. I, mean, I gotta like ask that. you, Holder. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you before we go too far past it. Like, and, and I say this, and I say this fully, meaning like, I like, I, I love Jurgen Klopp. I love watching his teams play. I loved him even at Dortmund, like Champions League final against uh, Bayern Munich. I think he is fantastic. I'm jealous that you guys got him when you got him. Like I would have loved to have him be United manager, especially as we were fumbling around. Um, that having been Hiring said, Jose, <laughs> that fucking idiot, Hi, David David Moyes. Let me just oh, yeah. David Moyes this before we. All right. But anyway, I read um, about the David Moyes years not so long ago. It, no, it's not even a year. He didn't even make a full season. Anyway, where when you were talking about the transfer fees when you started that and. Like, were you about to try to tell me that what Klopp did with Liverpool is what Sir Alex Ferguson did with United? I, I'm asking you. Oh, boy. No. No. Um, it doesn't mean it's any less impressive. Like, I think he's doing a great job. And like, I, I'm telling you this as like as a huge fan of Jurgen Klopp. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson, like, for all the success he did have, like, he spent the first seven years there kind of, like, bottling around. I think... It was 1990 uh, when they won the first, like, trophy, and that was, like, four years into his tenure. Um, but, like, the 90, like uh, the year we won the first Premier League, we did have lots of good veterans, and, and we did end up making, like, signings like Eric Cantona, which even in the 90s was, you know, a decent amount of money, but nothing crazy. 
But most of the like the teams in the '90s that built for our success in the future, those guys came through the youth system, like Giggs and uh, Nicky Butt and Paul Scholes and Roy Keane and Scholes, um, David Beckham. Um, uh, I mean, so it's it's how, a little bit many, it's a little bit different in that years, sense. Aldo, how many years did you have Ronaldo? Uh, we bought him when he was 17 from Sporting Lisbon in 2002. You're fucking Lisbon, to, man. And 17, we had him, too. And we, uh, uh, we Did had he play him right away? 2009. Oh, yeah. Um, so oh, wow. he he came in the year that they sold Beckham to Real Madrid. Um, oh. and, and he wasn't, like, there's a whole thing, like, uh, article I read recently. Like, he wasn't great right away. He loved to dribble. Um, and it was kind of, like, out of character. But, like, Alex Ferguson, to put him in there with all the veterans and let them, like, shape him into the monster that turned into the guy that went to Real Madrid. So I'm like I'm not saying that Jurgen can't be successful, and, and honestly, you guys are poised for another title or some as long as you know keep the band together type thing. Um, but it's it, I would say it's way too early to compare this season with even like the '92 season, um, the first Premier League season. That's just that's probably me being a United fan, but it also like we. No, I was I was not trying to say that Jurgen is Sir Alex Ferguson. I'm not attacking um, you. I'm just level no, seven. Real, real quick. <laughs> so you bought Cristiano Ronaldo from Sporting Lisbon and Bruno Fernandez, no? Yes. Yeah, I believe that's yeah. accurate. Yep. No one will fact check us. No, they'll I listen to us and, and they'll be like idiots. I remember from where Fernandez is from because Spurs were looking at him, and I'm sad that they didn't sign him so we could he could replace Erickson. Bruno, Pogba, oh my goodness. It's just like, it, it's amazing to watch. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with both of them, but like Mason Greenwood is, is like my full in erection. Sorry, we're, we're going away from Liverpool. We, we can it's come back. It's fine though. I, it's fine if we wander still. But well, Helder, you, you have the rest of the moment. list. You have the rest of the list. You're reading off transfer fees. Oh, I, I just said I just said the main big the big ones. Mm. Um, the other person I would like to would like to touch on is Trent Alexander. Um, what? Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, TAA, baby. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking for something that ESPN posted about Fernandez. It's Sporting CP, Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. Um, that Greenwood goal. Nutmegged him like a quick little step over one two. He's so. I didn't know impressive. he was even lefty. I that was lefty. He's he's, know, he's, like, oh, he's a full. Then like, he's a full on two footed player. Like he like yeah. he yeah he is like a born left footer, but like he is a full on two footed player, and he's so he's aggressive, so and I love him. Like he's okay, like check, yeah. All right, go ahead, tell her. Check this out. So, so since Fernandez joined Man United, this is Man United. Compared to Liverpool, wins. Man United, nine. Liverpool, six. Draws. Man United, four. Liverpool, one. Losses. Man United, zero. Liverpool, four. Win percentage. Man United, 69.2. Liverpool, 54.5. Goal difference. Man United, plus 27. Liverpool, plus five. So, that's pretty impressive. But... I didn't follow that. Too much beer. It, it, it's uh, <laughs> like it, it is. It is nice. I mean, we went on a huge run when Ali got hired the first time, so I think that like it's important. Like forward. teams are going to go on runs, yeah. But um, yeah. Ali, it, I mean, if it's if it's sustainable, I I well, I'm, I'm good with great. Ali. I'm I'm good with him in the sense that everyone seems to be on board with him. Like the players seem to respect him and. And I think that tactically we can set up way different now that we have players like Fernandez and even Pogba back in the midfield, like early part, most of the season, you know, when we didn't have Pogba, we hadn't bought Fernandez. Um, not that I don't love Scott McTominay, but he is not a creative player. He is like a bruiser. I disagree. I disagree. You think, I think he's a creative think, player? You think he's setting think people McTominay up? McTominay is a general. I think he's a center defensive general out there. That, like, that's, and not like a pussy ass general. Like he. He is controlling part of the field. That's fair. He's just not like he's not playing those balls that Fernandez and Paul like 
like uh, Tyndall's favorite word, you know, Toby Toby pings, like just these sixty ping, sixty yard pings, like some of the balls that Pogba just like effortlessly yeah. like flicks into like Rashford's path or Martial's path, like it's just he's just like gadoom, like yeah. it's like a, <laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy. It's I've never seen. Yeah, the penetration on his passes are uh, are wild to watch because it's just like out of nothing sometimes too. And then watching him with Bruno, like Bruno's special too. The, ooh, it, it's. Well, I think that's yeah. a little bit the re- I think it's a little bit the respect thing, like the whole like Pogba not thinking that he had enough talent around him necessarily. There's lots of young guys, right? Like, and I think he was like you know kind of pouting a little yeah. bit. But I mean, like he turns, time. he turns and looks yeah. next to him now, and he sees like a player of Bruno Fernandez's quality, and all of a sudden he's like, "All right, shit, let's do it." And then he sees like how much Rashford, Rashford is Rashford's grown. Martial um, in form. Yep. Well, Martial and him are French, or like uh, French national teammates. Like he knows, he knows Anthony. So um, that's cool, Tony. That's right, Tony. Did, did, did you also see the stat that? Um, Manu's front three has scored the same amount of goals as Liverpool's front three this season. Like, uh, including just Greenwood in that. Yeah, Greenwood. I, mean, Greenwood, I, I love Greenwood. He has he has had a good season, but like you know, James played a lot in that early part of the season. That front three, I like him. He's a he's a he's a great change of pace player. Change of pace player. I don't know. I'm excited for next season. I like. I don't need. I don't need Jaden Sancho. I got Mason Greenwood. Um, Oh, Liverpool will, take, Liverpool will take him. <laughs> Sancho is rumored everywhere. Yeah, he is. But Dorman but said they aren't going to sell him this year, so. They don't I, think I they're going that. to. They're going to ask way too much money. Him and Holland could have a nice run, you know? Him and Holland and, and Gio Reyna. And Gio. Gio's looking really freaking good, though. You, you, can't, you can't deny it. Like, he's starting, what is he, 18, Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Starting a bunch of games, key key factor in a lot of those games, important part of the field. Like Gio is a baller. So I mean, we uh, we touched on like uh, yes, Liverpool, fantastic season. Hats off to you. Also, I'm glad that they finished the season, so I don't have to go to church. Yeah. And I'm pretty Did sure you celebrate, is, Helder. I'm I'm pretty sure church is glad that I'm not going there either. Yeah. Um, I drank I drank some Jameson that night. That was my celebration. How much nice. Jameson? Like enough to have a little. Little fun, about like a half a pint. That's pretty good. And uh, wear a jersey the next day. I mean, I don't go anywhere, man. Who's gonna see it? Yeah, but you just feel good in it. You don't want you don't like wearing your Liverpool swag. Do you have Liverpool swag? What kind of swag you got? Actually, Tyndall gave me a Liverpool scarf for my birthday one year. That's all you got? No, I got a I got a solid jersey. Um, we got a hat. A lot are they? Uh, uh, they're going to a new uh, new shirt uh, maker next year, right? They're not going to have New Balance. They're going to is it Nike? Yeah, they they it was a huge like lawsuit thing, so they went to Nike. Dude, I I I love Nike. Nike soccer jerseys are so sexy, and I'm very jealous that uh, you guys will have Nike. Both you both your teams. That's a somewhat unpopular that... opinion. People say that Nike is shit, kids. I disagree. I disagree. I'm with Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. They're so yeah, they're, they're so clean. I will say Adidas like and like you guys might not agree, but I thought Adidas did really well with Arsenal's home yes. jerseys this year. Those things are very sexy. I like the Chelsea uh, I was black. Yeah. They I hate the Chelsea stained. black. They, like comes really? like really. It comes down here. Chelsea like, black. I've seen I've seen a new sponsor. They got like a number three on their front now. It's not the uh, tires. That was a telecom company. What is it? I thought that was like a throwback. The telecom company. It's a three mobile. Oh, it's Uh, not a throwback. No, it's Uh, their brand new kit, and they started wearing it like today. I was watching. I watched the whole match. That match was fantastic, by the way. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, West Ham Chelsea. Ball game. It was two zero, right? One uh, one oh one one. Yeah. Yeah. They had a bullshit callback where Mikel Antonio was on the ground and the Belgian tapped it in. VAR said it was offside. So it was one oh back to zero zero. Um and then like 
one minute later, Chelsea Pulisic gets taken down in the box. Willian scores a penalty. So West Ham goes from 1-0 back to nil-nil, and literally a minute and a half later, they give up a penalty on the other end. And I'm just watching it going, here we go, you bunch of fucking idiots. And David Moyes is just juiced on the sideline, super pissed, like, ah, look, I mean, my face is always like this. I don't know why, but it just is. Yeah, Jimmy's doing the face. I didn't even and make then, the connection that that was that David Moyes, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, Holy sir. shit. Same, same, same manager. And uh, no, but then West Ham came right back. Um, yeah, went into the break 1-1. They, they grabbed a goal. And then uh, Chelsea went up 2-1 again. Um, and no, then uh, West Ham went up 2-1 through Antonio. Yeah, it, like it was 1-1. Right. They got 1-1 one, at one the break. Antonio scored like five minutes into the second half. Then Willian scored like Chelsea in the got sep- a free kick. Yeah, yeah, in the 70th. And then Antonio, uh, the one- Antonio to uh, Shred- What is his oh, name? Yarmolenko. Yep. Yarmolenko. Thank you. Dude, that was a sick finish, too. There was a, be- a big was a beautiful win for them. Break. It, was, it was great. I, I, I was going to say this for my rant, but... Mikel Antonio, I, I think that's how you say his name, but he's this English, big, burly striker. Reminds me of, like, honestly, like, uh, this is weird, but um, he he reminds me of a Josie Altidore build. He's, like, really, really strong and kind of top-heavy. And, um, but he has, like, delicate feet, well. though. Like, he has, like, delicate, like, touches. Like, it, like he is very skilled. Mm. Unlike Altidore, yeah. And I thought... His interview after the game, I love him. I love him as a player now. Like I just love him. I listening to him talk. If you get a chance, I'll try and find the link. But what's his name? He seems super likable, man. Just super likable English guy. Mikel Antonio. Mikel Antonio. Mikel Antonio. Okay. Thirty year old striker for West Ham, and just seems like a really nice guy. He was super upbeat after the game, and like we're gonna get out of this relegation battle. And I know I'm supposed to hate the Hammers, but um, I like that player. You don't want to see him out of the league, though. You know, like I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like that uh, London squad to stay in. That's a huge win. That put them at thirty points, and they're they're well out of the relegation zone right now, just from that one win. Against a team that's third in the league right now, like that's a huge well, one. They're, they're still they're still fourth now. Fourth. Oh yeah, they would have they would have oh, yeah, yeah. passed Liverpool or they're not Liverpool. They would have passed Leicester because Leicester also lost. All of a sudden, um, Leicester's falling down into that Europa League conversation, which is kind of interesting to watch too. Because I in my mind before the restart, I was like Leicester's safe. Leicester's a Champions League squad, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they could tumble. They're not that far out of it either. They got to win. Because all the rest of us are going to be winning. Maybe. Open champion. Yeah, I, I mean, the Spurs don't have much of a chance at Champions League. They, 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 yeah, they're actually, still very much I actually want to, Go ahead. I ahead. actually wanted to ask you that, Michael and Tindall, Jimmy too, I guess. What Do you think that uh, Spurs makes the Champions League this year? Doubtful. Give it a 10%, yeah. 20% chance. I mean, I think it's just like... Stats, but yeah, I, I don't understand why people were saying Leicester's guaranteed Champions League. Like that was the consensus. I don't understand that consensus. I know they've been playing great this year, but all it takes is a, a couple of chopping blocks, a, couple, a draw here, or there, and a couple losses, and the other team. I mean, it's a tight table underneath. They Man could City do it. They played well. I mean, they tied Man Manchester United, which looks really good right now. And then who they just beat? West Ham, two zero. Who they just beat? Yeah. Yep, West Ham. I don't. I don't see it happening. I just don't. I haven't seen enough continuity in in the squad this year, and I don't know. I, I think you don't Jose think they're playing better. You don't think they're playing time. good football the last two games. And and you guys are fully healthy. Like that's the, that's the biggest yeah. that's the biggest unknown for you guys, right? Is for the first time, all of the you know the talented pieces that you do have this season are all healthy together at the same time. Like I don't think we'll see Ndombele play ever again. As far as Mourinho being the coach, but like the rest of the guys, will sell so. Mourinho and today and, said he's getting in the game tomorrow. That's what he, he said. Does, he does. He does in that shit conference. though. There are guys that respond well to Mourinho's needling and and you know boorish attitude, and there's other guys that are like, "Fuck you! I'm never playing for you again." Like, so it works one way or the other. Either like they grow yeah. and they get out of it, or they just like, "No, I'm love- good. I'm out." Although they might if, make a profit if, on them, they they might sell them this this uh, window and make a profit on them still. 
If Poach was there, would the result be different? I don't know. I I miss Poach. And he was uh, pictured in a Tottenham shirt this week because his son, Maurizio, signed a new Mm -hmm. contract for the club. And Poach was just behind him, like, hugging him in a Spurs shirt. Yeah, it was adorable. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Back. I, I don't yeah. know if it'd be different, Helder. I, I, I don't know about that, but I, Jimmy, I, I think that will be interesting on uh, Ndombele's, uh Tangi's path here. I, I, I do think that his personality might, um, might be going that way with regard to the needling that you're talking about, kind of the firm hand versus Pochettino, who was kind of more of a father figure and probably had planned to like bring him along and be his friend, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of more of Pochettino's way, younger players motivating them in that way. So I don't know, but I would like to see, I, I'll reserve my judgment on the, is he actually going to play for Mourinho ever again? That statement, let's see what happens the last, you know, six, seven games and see if he's actually in his plans. Then maybe I'll get my head around what you're saying, but I have a hard time believing the club record signing. We're just going to kick out the door. I just have a hard time believing that with Daniel Levy. Um, That's fair. Involved, you know, the influence that he has. And the Jose. fans love him. Know. So, like, he's got that, you well, know, he's got uh, two parts of the Trinity there, owner and the fans, just the manager. I don't know if the fans love him yet, though, dude. The fans that I, at least Twitter and Reddit, and, and I'm there with them, too. Like, I don't want a player who's a half player. Like, I don't want a 45-minute, you know, a guy in FIFA who's a 50 stamina and can only go till halftime, and I got to sub him every time. Like, I need to see him playing a full 90 minutes. Like, look at Harry. You know, Harry never whines, never bitches. He's always running down every ball he can, giving everything he's got. And maybe it's just a fitness thing. Like, Jim, I don't know if you can speak to that, if, if it's, you know, uh, Liga 1 uh, down in France, that maybe he just didn't have to keep as fit. But that's an issue. So, I don't know. It's, it's an wow. interesting Wow. Wow. I just – when I see him on the field, he just does so much positive that I feel oh, like it's the him. manager not throwing him that throwing him out there for ninety minutes. If I was the manager, I'd be like, "Fuck you, you're playing." He doesn't Play. track back though, and he doesn't make himself available. Like I don't know. That, that's, really. the, that's the problem. Like you, you talk about. Um, so, not to go too far off this, is, like there is a there is God, a point to Stevie this. Jersey. Um, Good call. Uh, there, there is a point to this, but like, um, so there's a couple articles recently about uh, Wesley Snyder, um, who I love because I love Dutch national yeah. team, um, and some of the struggles Inter- he went through in, in the two years at Real Madrid, um, where you know, like, he wasn't at 100 percent and wasn't mentally ready to give 100 percent, and and basically like, if the ball was at his feet, it was fine. But like you know, the rest of his teammates can't count on him, and that's and that's kind of what you're dealing with now with with Batangi, right? Like when the ball's at his feet, like he can make good stuff happen, but you can't like you can't leave those other two midfielders, you know, hanging out to dry, or even the defenders behind you hanging out to dry because you're not willing to give, you know, the hundred percent necessary to to team defend. Like it's so important in in that high level football. Like if if one if one cog in, in the wheel isn't you know operating right like the, those holes get opened up so quickly yeah i mean you, you can watch any game especially when you talk about like really good teams versus like maybe lesser teams and they and they and they get back and there's 11 guys behind the ball but like those those guys that are in those smaller squads are working so hard and you'll see them like always where they're supposed to be but as soon as somebody isn't where they're supposed to be like it's gone like it it, it could be pinged around back and forth for five minutes and all of a sudden one person, you know, didn't track, gone. There's a goal. So if you can't rely on Tangy to be there, you can't let him be on the field. And until he, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still don't know about that, though. I, I Like, you know, he's had some magical moments where he's put in some last-minute goals and just provided the spark. How many? No one's ma- arguing with the uh, offense. I'm not going to count them no out. Yeah, I can't do it. How many magical no moments yeah. versus how many times yes. can you go back and get video evidence of him missing assignments, lazily going for tackles, goals that were directly we'll responsible see. because he that? missed assignments? I mean, we, we Jim, had like Jimmy. You're you're saying like that's why you see a Harry Winks, and you're like, what the fuck is Winks bringing here? Well, he's he's working his tail off. He's in the positions defensively. You know, who do you value? Dominic. Guy's there 100 out of 100 and doesn't maybe play the ball forward as well. 
you know, that's not going to spring a leak, though. He's not going to spring a leak for you. And so I, I don't know. I think Sissoko is a good pairing in, in defensive midfield, but it's not like a dynamic pairing. It's a good pairing. No. Sissoko can run forward, but Winx is not great in the final third at all, I would say. He's good, Thankfully, like, shuffling the ball from defense to attack. Lo Celso is the antithesis of Tengi so far, so we're okay. And he's finally getting anyway, to speed, too, I think, personally. Dude, he's looking, yeah, he's looking fantastic. But He looks so good. Lo Celso looks, like, jizz-worthy, I'd say. As a man... I'm I'm looking at him like yeah, maybe. So Helder, to answer your question, <laughs> considering the way that Lester no, it, has has played geez. since the break, um, and you know with City still facing Champions League ban, it's not out of the realm that Tottenham can get to that t- fifth place spot, which would be a Champions League spot. I I wouldn't rule that out yet. I bet they I, win. I thought fifth place they have to win the Europa League to enter Champions League. So, so technically, right now, like in in today, like as we sit here and and talk today, City is banned from the Champions League for two years. They are going through appeals uh, right now. So yeah. basically, that just eliminate that spot, and then you slide down one further spot. So instead of fourth, now it's fifth because the second place City won't be participating. I knew that. I just forgot about it during the current. During the break, <clears throat> yep. but the appeals court forgot about all their transgressions too. And they I'm only sure get it'll be a long court process to get to one year ban. I bet they don't get it. Hopefully anything. next year. Part of me is sad to see City ban in a way though, because it's one of the best oh. uh, chances at a Champions League victory for Premier League. And I'm He's, a weird like that. Like I'm a new fan. Alive. Those that forget, I like the league. They're still alive in this in this year's what, Champions League, right? Like they they won the first league against Real Madrid. Yep, what they could win. What Premier League teams are still alive? City. Uh, Liverpool. Uh, not Liverpool. Chelsea. Liverpool still alive. Didn't they? Just get, Chelsea, they I, think. I think they just got stomped by Bayern, didn't they? I don't know. We'll have to check back on Champions League. It's been a while. Check back it's so far away. It might uh, be the only squad left. Is there has there, been, has, there been a, has there been a restarted uh, announcement of the Champions League? It's after the seasons, so there's like a, a mini two-week tournament in August. You didn't listen to the rant at the end of the last podcast. We have soccer for the next like 14 months straight because it goes Fantastic. You, right after Premier League ends. It's quick Europa Champions, and then Premier League starts right back up again. I have not listened to the latest episode. That's why we only had one listen last year, last week. Damn you, Helder! You have to listen to every one of these. Also, I don't download. download. <laughs> I don't download though. I just kidding. It, does it show if I download or not? I don't know. We, I'm I, just, I, it doesn't really matter if you listen or not. It really doesn't. But you listen enough. No. That's I enjoy why we enjoy. Like I enjoy. Any other. I enjoy the podcast. It's educational for me, and I know all you guys really well. So that you do. Yeah. Michael, I'd so, like I'd like I'd like to make a note that you just said that you'd like to see uh, City win the Champions League, and you claim yeah. it's for for yeah. Premier League sake. But you're also what sitting the there wearing, fuck, wearing you're also sitting there right now wearing a Yankees T-shirt, and <laughs> that just shows me exactly where your oh, your loyalties I'm lie. I'm, no, my my personal and work life are both just pure chaos right now. Uh, I'm drinking, also drinking a CBS, which is Canadian breakfast stout, and legitimately, that's why my second daughter exists. Um, shout out Founders, thanks for the kid. Shout out Founders, and shout out my June Michigan trip, and where I, where I just bought way, I, I bought Amen. so much CBS in the grocery store, and then walked out of that vacation with the child, and the child doesn't, you know hard to put down to sleep and wakes up in the middle of the night. Although this one's way better than the last one, but but kids are a force. The second Michael, force is, Michael, was this the trip? Was this the trip that me, you, and Tyndall went to Founders on a whim? Yes. And, uh, yes. And we saw that band, All American Funk Parade. Yes. Yeah, dude. Tyndall, we missed him. They, we missed him. They played at Founders in December. I saw them at Bells with Emily, 
and it was crazy. And they were playing this weird song called Snake Farm, and it's not, it's like they played it on repeat for 25 minutes prior to their show, and then they referenced it like five times throughout the show. I have, <laughs> I'll send you a video. It's the most bizarre. They're so bizarre. They came out with their fur coats on, bare chested, Michael. Remember that shit? Dude, just playing play, the yeah, he's playing dude. the alto sax, like, just like a Good boss. Man. He was the, oh. he's one of the most boss frontmen I've ever seen in my life. Like just Absolutely. walking out there, puff chest, just killing it with an alto sax, and his voice was perfect. And the band was great. They were good. So was that, that a wild night. We stayed out way too late. Yeah, we did. That was that was that weekend though. That was that trip, Helder. Yeah, and we played golf in Saskatoon. Good weekend. At any rate, yeah, I don't city city. Super child that weekend. I'm just weird, I guess, Jim. I, but like, city is my Liverpool. What Liverpool is to you, city is to me. And I think it's because of obviously it's not the same teams um, against each other, but I think it's also the era. You know, I started in '15, and they've just always mm-hmm. been this money-spending four-ish force upon the Premier League. And I don't, you know, the embarrassing riches of depth, and it disgusts me, and it makes me jealous, fiercely jealous, and angry. So I hate them. I hate Pep. Pep is such a I've, fucking asshole. Can I ask a question, Jindal? Sure. It's been well documented on the podcast. But I don't think it's been explained. You also have a deep hatred for Chelsea. Why is that? Can you explain that? Players like Frank Lampard. Um, and John Terry. John Terry. I just hate John Terry. Great defender. I get it. But. I don't know, man. The Battle of the Bridge, that that right, that match alone makes me hate Chelsea. Spurs second to last game of the season, Leicester, all the entire media, everyone is rooting for Leicester. Chelsea players are saying we want to beat them so that Leicester wins. Like there's so much for us just fierceness going into that match and then if you go back and if it's I don't know if it's available anywhere, but it's incredible. Like it was a bloodbath, and Spurs ended up tying that, uh, getting a draw there, 2-2, which gave Leicester the title. Um, so I hate them for that alone, and they're a cross-town rival, obviously London. Right? They're like south, actually they're more due west London, Spurs are north London, but um, yeah, just, I don't know. I like a lot of their players, I've documented that. Like I, Jimmy, I like Azpilicueta. Um I don't. I, fuck. Yeah. I like him. And any, anyway, that's kind of why I held her. Short, short answer. I've got a thing okay. for Belgians. Don Decker. Espelicueta is not Belgian. Espelicueta is Spanish. Damn. Okay, let's move on quickly. <laughs> Jim, I think he's a good player, though. You don't think he's good out there? He's really good in attack. I don't know. Uh, I think he I think he was a solid player four or five years ago. I think he plays now because he's a captain and they don't have any outside backs. That's why you see... Marcus Alonso, yeah, Marcus Alonso, and uh, and then playing like their future is like Reese James, um, but they can't have like Emerson Palmieri out there playing. Like you'll see Chelsea continue to their ridiculous spending spree and buy like maybe Ben Chilwell at left back. Um, They're recycling, right? A little bit. A little bit. Alonso yeah. seems older. No, he's he talented, is. though, man. He's got great feet. He does, and he's good in attack, but like he can be a defensive liability. Like, um, Willie and they're about done with too. De Bruyne, yeah, two other um, Belgians. De Bruyne is Belgian. How about? How about? Are you serious, Michael? What, who are? Who else? What other Belgians? I said what our two Belgians? boys. I said our okay, two good. boys Thank very God. early Thank on. You. Brad. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, how about Eden Hazard? Eden Hazard. Oh, yeah. Romelu Lukaku. Belgium is awesome. Belgium They're so is good. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is it? Uh, the the right back for Belgium, uh, Thomas Mounier, uh, just signed on free transfer from PSG to of all fucking places, Dortmund. Mm. Fuckers. So they got like an older right back. He's not even that old. I think he's like 27, 28, something like that. On um, Dortmund, like though, I guess that maybe they maybe they uh, develop attacking talent. They develop Defense, all sorts of talent. They have like old stalwarts. No. They develop all sorts of talent. Yeah. It's it's on my bucket list. I'd love to see a game at Dortmund. We'll go. We'll drink a bunch of lagers. 
Indeed. We gotta get a spot. Yellow face masks. Yeah. Origi is from Belgium. I think by the time we can get out there, Origi's Belgian as well? Yeah. Yep. Yes. And and me, Ole. I love Belgium. I I want to go to Belgium. That's like an underrated trip. What'd you say? I agree about that, by the way. My uncle went and he did like a beer tour, and it's supposed to be incredible in, in Belgium. Uh, Brussels and yeah, I was gonna say the Corona will be gone by the time we get to Dortmund for a match. Yes. I mean, that, that will not be in the next couple of years. So I think we'll be on to another pandemic. You know, Hopefully you know, not. they sing every match, whatever. whatever. What's that? You know, they sing every match. What you'll never walk alone. What in the Belgians? No, in Dortmund. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Hmm. Because that's where you're used to coach. Is what? That's where that's you're where Cloud, used to coach. That's where Cloud uh, came oh, from. Oh, oh, they're so proud of them. They're just like, our father rose to heaven to Liverpool. <laughs> I guess I don't know. They never walk alone is more of a prayer than it is like a song. Indeed. What do you mean? What do you mean about that? You, you love that song, don't you? You listen to it and you fall asleep to it. As a Liverpool you, fan, you have to love that song. Michael, I, I like I challenge you to go find a video of the intro of a Liverpool match, like from like a crowd perspective, when the players are on the field and they sing "You Never Walk Alone" and tell me you don't get chills because it's. I've it, seen like, some "You Never Walk Alone" I don't like Liverpool. Get chills. I have fucking chills. Yeah, I saw the one when they won Champions League last year. They, yeah, it's pretty epic, but. They did this. They drew against. Um, I watched one today where they drew against uh, Brighton. Brighton Hove Albion last year, and they barely drew. They scored in like the 96th minute, and Klopp called his players to come in front of the cop, and they sang "You'll Never Walk Alone" with the cop. It was awesome. Just saying, like, uh, still stand with you. I would challenge I would challenge you to watch the um the one where they do the memorial for the Hillsborough disaster and they sing you never walk alone like on on like on that that date that one is also wildly moving um, That was a great ESPN 30 for 32 That was a, like a, a great and awful like like I watched that like, one That one was hard to like watch like some of the images yeah, were yeah. just hard to see yeah. yeah i mean yeah people were stampeded it was bad and stampeded crushed. like crushed slowly crushed. crushed to death against a fence yeah anyway we got like eight minutes left so let's like no let's not end on that that. note because that that's <laughs> that's nice <laughs> i have a question for helder about liverpool <laughs> actually so we were talking about teams that face liverpool for the remaining games do you think they're going to roll their starters out there or are they going to roll their young guys I think if I were Klopp, I would run the young guys. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they play tomorrow at 3.15, so we'll see at 2.15 what they say. Um, I mean, I, like, I don't know if you're on yet, Michael, but they have two or three other records that they could achieve this year. And I don't give a points. fuck. You guys texted earlier. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if we have the most points or, um, yeah, we could win all 19 home matches this year. That's not right. I mean, that's a cool one though if you do it. Yeah, they Man might U- play the starters at home. Man City and Man U have one, one less than all of them. Um. It's 19 games at home. Yeah, we could get we could get the most. Um, it's not home anymore during coronavirus, though. So yeah, I mean, there's there's 21 points left, like that we could get if we get um, 14 of them, 15 of them. Well, no, 14, no, 15. We'll have achieved the most points in Premier League history. 
I, I just don't give a fuck. Like, we won the Premier League, so just for enjoy our, it. Uh, for a Premier League pool, if Liverpool starts losing, if they play the young guys and start losing a few games, you might be in trouble. So we'll see. I don't give a fuck. Liverpool is Premier League champs. Yeah. Still don't give a fuck. <laughs> right attitude, Helder. Got a thumbs up. Any other uh, Liverpool thoughts? Any any Liverpool questions, wanderings? Uh, hey, I just wanted to I, I just wanted to point out Trent Trin- Alexander Arnold, which I started to look at but then got distracted. He so you guys know about Harry Kane. Ooh. Like he was he was homegrown, <laughs> grew up a fan, came through the farm system, all that stuff. Trent Trent. Alexander Arnold is to Liverpool where Harry Kane is to Tottenham. He grew up five blocks from Anfield. Grew up a grew up a Liverpool fan. Went to Liverpool's farm system. And the past two years he's been um, in the top three in assists. So he's not really that bad at all. But he scored a he's goal like, last weekend, didn't he? Yep. He just turned twenty one. He's a he's a free kick uh, freak. I would challenge that yeah. heavily, but I won't do it right now. But no, I'll fucking, I'll fucking challenge it. That's, he shouldn't that's even, he shouldn't, is... he shouldn't, he shouldn't start for England. Juan Basaka is a better right back than Trent Alexander-Arnold. Fuck you and fuck Liverpool. <laughs> you enjoy your fucking <laughs> championship, you son of a bitch. There he is. But he lasts. Fucking bury you. Why? Why bury is this so bad? I was, I was no, just no, saying he, that Harry Kane grew up in Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> Trent and Alexander Arnold grew up in Liverpool. How, how is yeah, that? I'm just being a dick. I'm just being a dick and saying, you saying Trent Alexander Arnold is to Liverpool what Harry Kane is to Tottenham. Saying skill level. I mean, it's a forward and a defender. A I don't even know about skill. I don't even know about skill level. I won't even make it's... the argument about skill level. I, let's just, Jim, you can chime in after. Harry Kane means so much more to the club. He's like, he, he's the talisman. He's like, what? what the the side looks for it's what the fans look for he's you know one of our own it's like harry's it um for better or worse you know distractions away from other players like everyone looks at harry like why are you still with us you should be gone we adore you for staying this long thank you so much for blessing us with your world-class talent i don't think i think alexander arnold i'm sure is appreciated but you know he, he you know, Harry is the Virgil Van Dyke of the squad, or the Salah of the squad, right? He's he's like okay. it, what makes way we make him tick. But I'm just being, you know, kind of. No, I misspoke. I was that, just saying they grew you, up you the same way Harry did. I was just miss, saying that. You didn't miss. He's he's still only like you said he's 21 years old. Like, you know, Harry's 26. He's had time to build that respect level. Like, there's nothing to say that Alexander Arnold wouldn't be. You're Steven Gerrard, like, of this generation, right? Like, the guy. Like, uh, there's generations that go through guys like that. And and to the point that you're making about him being, like, a home home guy, like, that is – that's fine. I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. It's fun to see people come through the youth system, too. Absolutely. And he's a baller. Mm. No denying it. I've only, I've only seen there, like, one or two players come through the youth system at United over the years. Here we go. Well, yeah, will you talk about the youth system at United, Jim? Because we haven't heard much about <laughs> There's not enough time. There's only well, we, we right. enough time for that. Active for that. players on the squad that came through your, your youth system right now. Uh, Rashford, um, he's the Harry Kane. He grew up five blocks from – no, he, he, he's from Manchester. Um, Scott McTominay, uh, Mason Greenwood. Mason um, Greenwood. <laughs> Mason Greenwood. Um, oh, let's see. The, the young guys good. that played this season, Reed? like James Garner. Um, uh, who else? What about the young uh, Brandon Williams? Brandon Williams is a youth, youth setup kid. They just lost uh, uh, Angel Gomez, which which hurt. He was another guy that came to the youth system. That was um, he'd been there for a long time. He was really good. That, that sucked to see him go. Tahith Chong, um, Dutch winger, um, very good player. Uh, he's played quite a bit this this season. Um, Sweet, that's enough. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's just off the top. Uh, pretty sure Dean Henderson, who plays starts for Sheffield United right now, uh, still a United player. I'm pretty sure he was a youth system kid. There's 
Like if like if you That's ever right. like want to get lost in a rabbit hole and see how many like players like that, I mean you talk about guys like in the in the league right now like just random one here for you like Burnley their right back Phil Bardsley that Man United guy. Um, I mean there there's they put players all over the like everyone always fucking jerks off about La, La Masia in Barcelona but you know uh, the players that come out of Carrington uh, <laughs> are pretty fucking good too so. Nice. Nice. All right, I think we're ranting, boys. That was my rant, so on to someone else. Elder, what do you got, bud? I mean, this point in time would be... I know, but at this point in time, it would be unfair to not say some more stuff about winning the Premier League. I mean, Klopp wrote an open letter to the city, and he said it best. It says... In one of the in a part of it, it says this is this is an incredible time for incredible supporters of it and an incredible club and an incredible city. Um, I think it's great that they beat um, you know, nineteen Premier League teams. I think every one of those Premier League teams is good, besides the ones that are relegated. Um. I think it's a hard competition. I think I just think it was. I mean, it's just it's just an incredible. I mean, he's right. It's an incredible feeling to have that. I told Can you it's I, the pinnacle pinnacle of my fan of my life as a fan. So. Can I just say that his letter pales in comparison to the full page letter that Zlatan wrote to the city of L.A. when he got there. Where he just said, "Dear LA, you're welcome." Like that's what if Klopp could have wrote that to Liverpool and everyone be like, "Yeah, okay." Like he could have done that, but it, he's not as long. That's not so. his style. I, you know, I gotta read the letter. I wanna, I wanna read it. A lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things in the world of soccer pale in comparison to Zlatan. So. I do love Klopp, and I'm happy yeah, for but, you, I mean, and also fuck you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm just. So proud, so happy, so I'm enjoying it. So yeah, that's my rant. It's fantastic squad, man. No doubt about that. Fantastic. Micah? Uh, uh, I, I got nothing. All right. Well, I'll just uh, have a real short one since we got four guys. But uh, I know, Helder, you're talking about winning all 19 games at home. Fun fact. Uh, Spurs 16-17 last season in White Hart Lane, won their last 14 at home, and overall were 17 wins and two draws at White Hart Lane in their final season. So they did not lose at home, which is pretty wild. Good year. Good old White Hart Lane. Yeah. They played their first season uh, that you were watching in White Hart Lane? Oh, yeah. I got... Two, three, two, two full seasons in White Hart Lane. 15, 16, 16, 17. And, uh, yeah, got demolished. I, I had a chance to go to the Man United Tottenham game when I was in England. And I ended up going to Crystal Palace because it was way cheaper. Um, and part of me regrets not, like, it's, it took us, like, two years to pay off our honeymoon. We were in Europe for, like, two weeks. Um, and we just, like opened up a credit card and went fucking wild i don't know why we wouldn't just go wild and get the tickets i always sat in nosebleeds just to say that i watched even though united lost um to say i watched you know a game that final season it would have been cool so big regret for sure different part of life though <laughs> yeah you're already fun. racking up some credit card debt <laughs> that's right right <laughs> yeah uh Good stuff, boys. Elder, yeah. thank you for taking the time to come on, and let's not do it. Uh, you know, let's not wait wait too much longer because we got we'll have a new season coming up here soon. Right around the corner. Yeah, take, thanks for having me. Thanks for tolerating my uh, joy. Quiet, always had to make plans 
my own Try to be honest, to understand I'm often jealous, it's not as simple as this Back in my own home Quietly going crazy Quietly going 